Welcome in Dynasty Fam. Today we're going to be giving you guys 10 surprising facts from the NFL Week 1 season. So thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys tapping into the channel. And starting out, guys, with number 10, a lot of good things or crazy kind of things that happen in week one. Uh, some things will be we'll have a risers and fallers show as far as dynasty rankings. So some of the things that we're just going to tap into today is going to be starting off with number 10, mostly going to be with running back and wide receivers. But at number 10, guys, it's going to be Joe Burrow career low 82 yards, guys. So we know that Joe Burrow has been dealing with injury. Comes in, guys, 31 pass attempts, only gets 82 yards. So, like I said, a career low. Bengals basically just get obliterated, guys, by the Cleveland Browns. So, Burroughs obviously still being affected by that calf injury, but, of course, not worried about it going forward. We'll see how he progresses. He should definitely get better. And let's move on from there, leading into our pass catchers. So, the next point or interesting stat from going to be at number nine is going to be Higgins, London, and Dallas Goddard. Guys, all put up zeros for you in if you had them in your lineup. So for fantasy this week, definitely not good for Higgins, London, and Goddard. So zeros across the board, guys. And the panic meter, I guess, is going to be most for Drake London, guys. So Higgins gets you eight targets. Definitely, you know, Shocking that he gets zero points out of that, but he gets eight targets, so that's still good. Goddard only had one target, which is concerning, but I think the most concerning, guys, is Drake London. We've all liked Drake London already all last year. We were excited about him coming out, definitely talented, but he just does not have the opportunity, guys, that these other players have. So it's just very concerning. Only 18 they only threw the ball 18 times, guys, Atlanta. And Desmond Ritter, guys, despite having Kyle Pitts, Drake London, right, these solid weapons, got Bijan. He only throws for 115 yards, guys. So this is definitely concerning. And really, guys, you know, with Goddard, you think, you know, okay, Hurt's going to get better, right? Even with Higgins, you know, Burrow will play better. He's not going to throw for less than 100 yards. But that might be around – close to average, right, for Desmond Ritter, if he's going to be throwing 18 to 20 times, it's going to be maybe in the 1 to 150 range. So it's definitely concerning, guys. I think they need a QB change. I would definitely love to see even Taylor Heineke behind Drake, uh, behind uh, Desmond Ritter get in there, and that would definitely be good for Drake London's value. But right now, definitely not looking good for these pass catchers, which will lead us into our next point, guys, which is worst of all, with this game plan, guys, they actually won the game, right? So going into number eight is that Algier out carries Bijan Robinson. So he gets 15 carries to 10. And then Bijan leads in targets with six to three. But they were both really solid on the ground, guys. Tyler Algier was really good. He was a steal of your rookie drafts last year, had a solid season. And really, they both, Tyler Algier goes for five yards per carry. Bijan goes for 5.6. Tyler Algier gets the touchdowns, gets, I think he might have had two touchdowns, but Tyler Algier gets uh, five, the RB4 for the week. And Bijan Robinson is the RB7 
in fantasy points this week. So obviously Bijan, the more explosive, but with Tyler Algier just kind of hanging in there with that efficiency, I think he's going to stay involved, guys. But I think that the carries will still sway to Bijan's way, but maybe you're seeing Bijan maybe get the 15 and Algier gets the 10. But still, Algier seems like he's earning his time on the field, and they like him. Right, they're still putting him out there. So, and coming in at number seven, we're going back to the wide receiver. Well, talking about Jacoby Myers, guys, out targets Devontae Adams in week one. So, this was definitely surprising, guys. Devontae Adams still has a pretty good game. He gets nine targets, six for 66. Devontae Adams was one of our fades, guys, one of our top five fades. If you want to check out that video from about maybe early August. And but you have right here, Jacoby Myers goes out, goes nine for 81 and two touchdowns. He's the wide receiver three on the week. So this was this was definitely shocking to me, guys. 29 fantasy points for Jacoby Myers. He runs a little bit less routes than Adams, and he still puts up these great, great numbers. I mean, just a few less, like five routes less, but still good nonetheless. Earns a couple more targets, gets more yards, right? so he's more efficient with it. But the thing is, guys, is he's banged up at the end of the game. Right, takes a big shot, possibly going to be in the concussion protocol still for week one, for week two, but only 51% rostered on Sleeper guys. I think if you're the cup owner or Christian Watson owner, you can take a shot at Jacoby Myers in hopes that maybe he clears protocol this week. And if not, you know, maybe for week three, he'll be back in your lineup, but definitely something to monitor. And going into number six, guys, speaking of Cooper Cup, you got the guy right behind him. Pukunakua gets 15 targets, guys, in week one. So this was crazy, man. He goes for 119 yards, 10 receptions for 119 yards. So something that's also interesting, guys, I think, is that his yards, right, his total yards, 119, Tutu Atwell match that with seven less targets. So Tutu Atwell only gets eight targets, but he gets that 119 yards also. So I think that's also another interesting fact. So Puka's probably going to be – he was, he had some buzz going in, right, uh, rookie drafts and after he's someone that's kind of a sleeper that a lot of people have kind of liked and right as that kind of Robert Woods role but he comes in he looks great this week on week one still early guys we'll see if it continues or if it's just a flash in the pan but definitely going to have that opportunity as long as Cooper Cup is out of the lineup which we know it will be for the first four weeks but if you put and Puka is going to be high I think priority on a lot of people's waiver wire but if you put in a bid for Puka, you might as well take a shot on Atwell as well if you miss out. Like I said, if he gets, you know, he get, goes seven less targets, gets the same amount of yards. So Atwell had a had a great solid night as well. So you miss out on Puka, take a shot on 2-2. Get on that 2-2 train. So coming in at number five, guys, I spelled it wrong. But Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver one out of New England. So pretty much... He leads the the Patriots in snap share and routes run, guys. So we were worried about you know coming in that we did a video recently about just Juju. There's talking about possibly his knee not being right yet, and it sure seems like they're treating it that way, guys. So Juju guys only runs 27 routes, so he ties rookie Demario Davis in routes run. They both only run 27 routes, and uh, Keishan Booty runs more routes than both of them as well. So he was basically the wide receiver two as far as routes run for uh, Keishan Booty, that is. But 
I think that's shocking, guys, that only 27 routes. He matches DeMario Douglas. They both get seven targets, though, guys. DeMario Douglas and Juju both get seven targets. Um, Kendrick Bourne also, I mean, mainly was the main main dog in that uh, as far as the yards and all that and receptions, right? I think he had 11 targets for Kendrick Bourne, had a good night. And right now, though, let me see. I think Kendrick Bourne, he was like a top top five or something in as a receiver. I forgot to write that down. Yeah, he was a wide receiver four, guys, Kendrick Bourne, six for 64. So out of the 11 targets, I mean, not too efficient, six for 64, but he gets two touchdowns. Wide receiver four on the week. But I think right now, if you're looking at it, guys, if Juju may be a buy low, guys, depending on his knee. I mean, out of 27 snaps or routes run, gets he earns seven targets and that's pretty darn good so depending if his snap share if his if he continues to get healthier and healthier and that snap share increases guys maybe something to keep an eye an eye out on but juju may look to be a buy low for me pretty soon mac jones was amazing as well guys we have to say just throw that in there so coming in at number four guys is going to be this was a disappointment, guys, because I have this person in Dynasty. I ran him out there in my lineup, but Cam Akers, guys, 22 attempts, and he only gets 29 yards, guys. That was basically 1.32, 1.32 yards per carry for Cam Akers. So Kyron Williams, guys, probably going to be out there on a lot of waiver wires. He might even be out there in some Dynasty leagues, guys. So Kyron Williams is looking like the back to own right now. For the Los Angeles Rams, guys, if you if you can't do and excuse me, Acres, if you can't do anything, guys, in 22 attempts, you simply aren't going to get it done, guys. You have 22 rushing attempts to show something, show a flash of something, make a little, even you know, some little burst of something, right? Show a glimpse or a sign of you got some juice, and you just can't get it done, guys. 29 yards out of 22 carries, but Kyron. Goes 15 for 52 yards, still not that great, but better than better than Akers, guys, on the night. And then he gets the he converts at the goal line, guys, two times, making him the RB9 on the week. So we know Akers was on their trade block last season. And he's had his share of negativity with the Rams, guys, and McVeigh. And he's definitely off to a bad start right now. So right now, looking like Kyron Williams is the back to own. They they do have Zach Evans. You know, didn't didn't suit out. Maybe Zach Evans can come in and do something. But right now, Kyron Williams definitely the man for the job. It's looking like. So coming in at number three, going to be talking about a rookie, and that is Tajay Spears out snaps Derrick Henry. This was pretty interesting, guys. I think going forward, uh, you know, it didn't it didn't he didn't he did well, right? He didn't get a lot of carries, guys. You know, but he plays a majority of the third downs, and then he also runs twice as many routes as Henry. So he goes three carries for 27 yards. He gets nine yards per carry, and that's pretty much on par. Right? Preseason, he, he had that game too, where he had like eight point something yards per carry with some big runs. So I think Tajay Spears, man, I think he's going to get some more work in that backfield as the season progresses. So we have. Uh, Tannehill guys has also struggled right and it looks like it's going to be that way already he goes 16 for 34 47.1 percent completion rate or completion percentage for Ryan Tannehill guys that is well below his lowest season average which was his rookie season when he averaged 58.3 percent completion rate so and that's that's with Hopkins 
Traylon Burks and Chiggy O guys, and he still just doesn't seem like he can get it done. So if he continues to struggle and they continue to fall behind, right, or, or they, they just start falling behind in some games, guys, I think we're going to see more of Tajay Spears, right, and those passing down situations as well as those two-minute drills. I think we're going to see Tajay Spears earning some more snaps even or really some more opportunity, right, because he got the snaps but it didn't really translate to carries or – passing uh, receptions, but I think it will in the near future. So something to definitely keep an eye Also, if Tannehill continues to struggle, guys, super flex leagues, dynasty leagues, right? Definitely, I think Malik Willis is like around 40% rostered. If he's on your waiver wire, I think looking at this outing from Ryan Tannehill, I think Malik Willis is definitely worth the speculative ad right now. So going into our interesting fact or surprising stat number two, it's that Kenny Gainwell leads the Philly backfield, guys. So I was more surprised of the – really the Swift thing is more surprising. Well, Gainwell leading the backfield is surprising, but Swift gets one carry, guys. I mean, geez, I, that is shocking to me. But Gainwell, you know, we heard rumors, right, the beat reporters, and a lot of people were saying Gainwell is going to lead that. Guys, I didn't really buy into it because last year we heard the same thing about – in the offseason, Gainwell running with the ones. And I remember I was, I was, people were worried about Miles Sanders, right? And it just, I just seemed kind of like similar, like something like, you know, similar just talk coming out of camp. But man, it comes out and he definitely leads that backfield 14 carries to DeAndre Swift's one. And worst of all, guys, the worst part, he gets more targets. He gets four targets to DeAndre Swift's two, right? DeAndre Swift, we know in the passing game that he can be effective for you in your dynasty lineup or in your fantasy lineup even if he doesn't get too much carries right we want those targets we want him running routes but Gainwell even ran more routes than John Drew Swift this game so it's still early on guys I think if you want to look at it in any sort of positive light if you want to see or have some hope as a Swift owner guys that with all the opportunity that Gainwell got he still was only RB23 I mean, they don't, the Philadelphia Eagles do not care about fantasy guys, but 3.9 yards per carry is not that great. So maybe I think right now they're definitely familiar and comfortable with Kenny Gainwell there in that lineup for their offense guys early on. But Swift is, if he's going to do something, guys, he's going to probably have to do it with limited opportunity, it looks like. So I still think Swift, you know, is probably maybe a good buy low if you could get him low. I think he will earn more uh, carries and targets as the season progresses and he gets more acclimated to the offense. But for right now, guys, it looks like it is the Kenny Gainwell show there in Philadelphia. So moving on to number one, guys. And if you guys are liking what you see and heard so far, be sure, guys, to like and subscribe. Check out some of our other videos. But looking into number one, guys, it is Roshan Johnson, guys. He outsnaps Khalil Herbert. So he gets 39% snap share to 36%. And it's worth noting, guys, that this is just, man, the trust that they seem to have, I guess, in, in Roshan. And I think the biggest, I think the biggest reason why, guys, is that Justin Fields just is always under pressure. All last year he was running for his life. They just they need to protect him. They can't seem to protect him. And I think Roshan Johnson is the best man for the job, helping him out in pass protection. Six foot two twenty-five definitely can can protect in that pocket for Justin Fields. So he plays most of the third downs, guys. 
He gets f- five rush attempts for 20 yards, six of seven targets for 35 yards. Khalil Herbert goes for nine rush attempts for 27 yards. He gets three of five targets for 37 yards. So he gets Khalil Herbert gets a couple more carries, right? Nine to five, so only four more carries. But Roshan out targets him, and he plays most of the third downs, guys, as well. And then he gets that goal line work with the rushing TD. So right now, guys, I think it's very impressive for a rookie in his debut to lead the backfield. And like I said, they they are desperate for pass protection and pass protectors in, in on that offense. So I think Roshan is the best man for the job. So that is all I have for you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you enjoy the channel, be sure to like and subscribe and check out some of our other videos.